Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello, everyone. I am back, and I will continue on where I left off from the last episode. Uh, This will be part two. Uh, basically talking about the the dangers and pitfalls of social media. And as I mentioned in the last episode, I would, I would highly recommend going back and listening to it if you have not, um, because I made uh, reference to the uh, challenge, the um, urgent challenge, really, that the uh, prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints gave back in 2018, October of 2018, where he recommended that, well, at the time he was just speaking to women, but I would venture to guess that he would say that to anyone and everyone who uses social media to take a 10-day fast from from social media. And, and, and he mentioned that, you know, the fast could and maybe should include other other forms of, of uh, media or entertainment that are causing you to have any kind of negative influence on yourself. And I think in this day and age, um, I would be surprised if I talked to anyone who didn't feel this way, but I do believe that you can be affected by anything. <laughs> anything that comes on the TV, on the radio, in the movie theater, uh, I, I would say just screens in general, um, books. But I've, I've, I've run into that with books I was reading. I, I had been for years pretty much only, I didn't have a whole lot of time to read. I mean, you can imagine, right? Those of you that are, are familiar with me, you know that I have I'm a mother of a a blended family of nine kids, yours, mine, and ours. And um, I've been having babies for so many years. And I just, I love to read, but I have no time to read. (laughs) A lot of times I sit down to read and I fall asleep. Um, I really hate reading on screens. I know there's those, you know, you can read things on your phone or you can have these. I tried doing one of those uh, reader kindle things um and it just i don't know still just looking at screens just i don't like it i'd rather read a a hard copy book um but but that's you know i don't always want to carry one around with me but i'm i try to i try to always keep at least one in my car and i try to carry around a purse big enough to carry (laughs) carry a book around with me and (laughs) anyway for a long time sorry to get off into it onto a tangent there but um for a long time the only times i allowed myself to read anything if i had any spare time i would read self-help books and especially because of everything that i've been going through over the years of trying to heal from my own personal issues and traumas and trying to help my children and now dealing with the whole um, blended family issue and being a stepmother um dealing with my kids being steps and halvesies trying to help them navigate that stuff. So I just feel like if I have any spare time at all, I need to be reading on how to benefit from this, how to um, heal from these things, how to help people get through this stuff so that they don't end up turning into psychos like me. Just kidding. Um, But anyway, I, but more recently, I just was kind of like, I was tired of reading self-help stuff and and more religious stuff I kind of I like um 
uh, mysteries and, and murder mysteries and things like that, and who doesn't, right? And I uh, had started reading some and, you know, checking them out from the library and, and reading some, and I found that I was, like, totally get, I would totally get engrossed in it, right? Like, especially the good authors, you know, they know how to get you in there. But, of course, I'm sure you're not going to be surprised. I... There was there was some that I would start to read that would take a sexual turn that I was like, okay, no, that didn't need to have that in there. Um, and then there was some, and those ones I would just stop and not finish. And um, and then there was some that would have a character being harmed that was making me think of one of my own children. And then it became too personal it became too real and it was and anyway I just was like okay these books are well written they're fun to read whatever but I just it's affecting me in a negative way and I just can't do this I can't I can't invite this spirit into my own heart I can't invite the spirit into my home we just like I've mentioned we we have to be too we cannot be too careful when it comes to what we are inviting into our homes and into our hearts and into our eyes, our what, what do they say? The eyes are the window to the soul. So you think about the things that you look at and read and view, watch, study, all of that, right? Like, what are you inviting into your soul? It's scary to think about when you think about it that way. And especially because, like I mentioned in the last episode, this is our world, the screens, all of it. Like I, I'm as I'm sitting here looking at two two computer screens, and I have my phone here next to me, and I'm gonna be checking it. I had to check it to see what the date was. I had to check it to make sure I had my ringer turned off. Like I just, this is our world that we live in, and my children don't know any different. I remember a time. I remember a time. I was I was um, I'm old enough to remember when there when we didn't use computers and when we didn't have cell phones and um you know it's it's quite quite a different world now and so because I think because of that I have a unique perspective to where I can realistically say like I tell my kids well there was a time when we didn't have cell phones and we had to find each other right like <laughs> we survived didn't we I said so you guys would survive but yet I kind of see how they might feel like they can't survive because this is the reality of their world now. This is, this is how we all live now. You feel naked without your cell phone. But I tell you what, I, I felt for a long time that I should just get rid of the smartphone and just do a dumb phone or even just a, a, a not so smartphone. I guess I should say they have those out there now, believe it or not, where they have screens and you can have some apps, but not everything. And it doesn't have all the same capabilities. And I just more and more of that sounds real good to me because I just don't like being tracked, monitored, listened to. I, I don't like um I don't I especially don't like my kids having access to anything and everything that's out there because so much that's out there is absolute garbage, just filth. It might be sexual filth. Uh it might be social uh or economic filth teaching them all kinds of false things. And I'll admit that there's things that I believed were true that now I'm like, this wasn't even true. 
and that's what's out th- there's anything and everything out there and it and it it can support anything that you want to believe really so what's truth then once you start getting into it once you start looking up things like you you'll find what you are looking for and anything that will and anyone that will support what it is that you think or believe it's it's really hard to discern truth if you don't have the Holy Ghost to guide you. And to me, even knowing I have the Holy Ghost to guide me, I still have to be careful. There's still things that I read and see that gets to me or I think, is this true? And I have to kind of wrestle with it a bit and then finally maybe say a prayer and say, is this true? Did what I read? I mean, is this something that I need to be worried about? Whatever the case may be, right? One thing that happened when I did this uh, 10-day fast from social media back in 2018, one thing that happened for me because I was heavily on Facebook at the time, I suddenly realized that a lot of what was happening for me on there is I was seeing people who appeared to be mothering better than me spousing better than me, in-lawing better than me. Uh, maybe they had careers that I that I I didn't have a career at the time. I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, just all these things that can that you know maybe maybe these people on social media weren't trying to make me feel that way. And yet it kind of feels like we all kind of do know that to a degree. There's some there's some things that we post on social media that it's just purely I just want people to be able to celebrate the good news with me or I just want people to be able to pray with me over whatever it is that I'm struggling through. And in those kind of ways, it can feel like, yeah, social media is great, right? You connect with people in a, in a marvelous way. I mean, even the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uses social media to spread the message of Christ. So, so that's where it's so difficult. It can feel like, well, Whenever I get on Facebook, all I'm doing is, you know, this or that or this or that. But it's like, but is it, is it only doing good for you, though? Or is it doing things to make you feel bad about yourself? And I realized that, well, one thing that was happening was I felt like my... I... Okay. I'm I'm just going to be brutally honest right now, okay? At at the time that I did this fast, I um, was not on super good terms with my uh, my my current in laws, so my current spouse's family. I was connected to all of them on on Facebook, um, but there was there was a lot of drama, okay. And I was one of the things that was happening was anytime that my husband and I and whatever kids we had with us, anytime we did get together with the big family gatherings that they would do, um, there no no one it, it it looked to me like they weren't really doing much at these gatherings if if that makes sense. But then when they would have these gatherings. When my husband and I did not attend, I would see all these pictures that they would post on Facebook of them 
right? It's all perfect pictures. Everybody's smiling, laughing, having a great time playing games, doing all this seemingly awesome stuff. And and I wondered to myself, are they sharing are they taking these pictures and, and sharing these pictures so that me and my husband will see them and feel left out? Maybe feel bad for not attending that gathering? Because like I said, then then we would attend these gatherings and no pictures were taken. I, I, I think eventually, yes, maybe some pictures were taken, but it, it just felt like for the most part, there were no pictures being taken, no games being played. It seemed... I mean, it was extremely uncomfortable for me. Um, it, I don't know that there's hardly ever been a time where I haven't felt, you know, at least a little uncomfortable around his family. Um, but I just, I am very sensitive to that stuff just because as if you've listened to any of what I've shared previously, you know that I've got experienced some major, major traumas with my uh, previous in-laws. And I, and I know that my current in-laws have at least somewhat of a glimpse, at least know some of what I've been through. I, I haven't always felt a lot of sympathy about it, um, or understanding and, and, you know, and that's fine. Like I even said to my youngest daughter this morning, using, using them as an example saying, I can hope and pray that they can have a sympathetic, um, or even an empathetic attitude toward me and maybe understand why I, I may seem, um, you know, closed off or whatever. Um, but if they don't feel that way toward me, if they view me in a way that's maybe not fair, well, that's not my fault. That's their deficiency. But, but, but what is my fault is if I react to it. If I handle it poorly, then if I say, well, because you're acting like a turd, I'm going to act like a turd, you know, it's like, well, no, that's, that's not the gospel. And we know that. And that's a really hard thing to accept. That's a really hard thing to take on. And it feels almost impossible at times to actually put it into practice. But I do know what the Lord expects of me. I know too much to uh, play dumb, to um, act innocent. I, uh, I know what the Lord expects of me, and I know what I'm capable of. I know what I'm able to do and what the Lord has blessed me with. And the Lord has blessed me with great insight into each of the individuals in my husband's family. He's given me um, a chance to soften about things and to try to be better. Um, sometimes I'm able to. Sometimes I'm not. I'm, I, I try to be very prayerful about what things I attend and, and what I don't. And um, if I'm feeling, you know, uh, up for it, if the Spirit can can really truly get through to me and help me to just be myself and to maybe be maybe maybe be the person that they need me to be right which which is you know which can be a tall order there's a lot there's a lot of people and so sometimes i just am way too overwhelmed with my own family stuff with my own you know gazillion kids that i just am like i cannot I don't have the bandwidth to deal with other people and their me needing to be whatever for them when I can hardly even be. Sometimes I feel like I'm not being what I need to be for my own spouse and children. So anyway, it's it's been it's been a long road. But the point that I wanted to make, not to throw them under the bus about the Facebook thing, because like I said, it might have been completely innocent. I really don't know. I haven't had a chance to address this with any of them. And may, they may not even remember this. And it may not have even been the way I am describing it. But I just know that that's what it appeared to me. That's how it made me feel was that I it, – it brought a negative feeling to me. It caused me to feel ugh when I would see these posts. I didn't want to see them anymore. And so that was one thing that I noticed. Just one thing 
that I noticed from doing that fast was that I wasn't feeling bad about myself in that one way because I wasn't seeing these posts. And I can't remember how much longer after that I I felt like I was getting caught up in Facebook again, right? Super easy to do. And then I just felt the Lord was telling me just get off of it completely. And it was hard, but I did. And my family members were willing to use a um, just a, a separate um, chat. Uh, we use Signal, and it's literally just for sending messages. Um, we have some chat groups with multiple people and, and some obviously I just can talk to people individually instead of using like text message because I can't stand using text message and the and the and the group chats and text message are beyond irritating. I won't even get into why that's so irritating to me, but um but 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 signal. I really do like signal and it's supposed to be non what is it? Encrypted? Not encrypted. Something like that. So it's supposed to be safe. So you're not supposed to be being monitored or listened to or whatever like you are in Messenger and junk like that. Um, Instagram and all that stuff where things are being recorded and, and, and cataloged and stuff. It's That's not supposed to be happening in Signal, but I, I have my doubts about any chat um, app, really. Um, but anyway, so my family was nice enough to move to that um, chat app so that I could keep in, in contact with them and so that news could be shared there so that anything that they were sharing on Facebook, I wouldn't have to miss out on things that way but I was off of it I you know honestly I I know it was over a year I can't remember now how long I know it was over a year but I um I wanted to get rid of my account altogether but I decided not to because I have so much um pictures and videos especially of my older children from when they were little and that's where I have them that's the only place I have them and so I know I need to figure out how to get them off of there and onto something else so that I can get rid of Facebook completely because I don't really uh, like I said I don't really use it anymore I ended up going in because I I wanted to um I can't remember now what it was I, I wanted to be able to I wanted to be able to open up Facebook without getting inundated with crap so like if I wanted to go in and find an old video or, or photo or, or detail or whatever, right, I, then I could go in um, and not see a bunch of, yeah, like I said, crap that I don't want to see. And so I ended up paring down my friends list to I, – I don't even know how many people I have now, it's, but it's just my closest, closest family members I think now is all that I have on there. So it might be like 10 people. I, I don't know. So that way I'm really truly only seeing what I want to see on there. And I've done the same thing on Instagram. I only have truly the ones that are posting things that are uplifting, uh, sharing uh, photos and things of my nieces and nephews, stuff like that, that actually is nice to see those updates, um, nice to see a part of their lives. They're, they're, not, they're not the types that are this is going to sound really bad, but I got really sick of seeing, you know, the people that you know that go on all these fancy vacations and stuff all the time and they take like 100 photos and they post all 100 photos on their Facebook and that's all you see are those posts of those photos and those details and that vacation. 
that vacation that you can't go on because you can't afford it or you are stuck at home with little babies and wow, their life looks so glamorous and oh God, I wish I was them and they look so perfect in every photo and blah, 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 blah. Which anyone who's being honest with themselves knows everybody's using filters Everybody's got their crap sandwich they're eating. They're making it look like they're just having the time of their lives. But you know darn well, right after that, they probably crapped their pants because they ate something bad. I mean, it's just like people rarely share the truth. And and I think people are kind of starting to get away from that now. I see more and more of people wanting to show what they look like without makeup on or tell the hard truth, show the hard truth, show their kid doing something dumb because it's funny and it makes us all laugh and it makes us all feel closer because we're like, yeah, my kid does dumb stuff too. And when you only show your kid being perfect, that makes me feel like there's something wrong with my kid, right? Even though we know, we know it's not real. If anyone just looked at the pictures and videos, okay, like, okay, so here's an example. A hilarious example, okay? The first year that my second, second to youngest, so um, not the youngest, but the second up, God, I'm not even saying it right. I don't even know how to say it. Anyway, my son, my, my not the youngest, but the next up from him, that son, um, his first year going to San Diego, that kid was miserable, miserable. He hated the beach, hated the sand. He wasn't sleeping. He was a monster, a total monster the whole time. Okay, it was only a week, but it felt like 10 months, okay? But if you look back at the pictures that we took, somehow we managed to find a few glimpses here and there where he was smiling. So if you look back at those pictures, whatever it was, the pictures and videos that we took where he happened to have a happy moment, it would look like he loved it. It would look like it was the most amazing vacation we'd ever taken. But but the reality was that it was really, really hard, really hard. It was like me and my husband were taking turns like, okay, you, you, because he just wanted to be held the whole time. Oh, and he's a big boy. And anyway, I, you know, and we had another little one and, um, and uh, well, no, we had two other little ones at the time and I, I must have been pregnant at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I just think about those kinds of things. And I've tried so hard to point that out to my, especially my daughters and just say, you are watching these videos, you're seeing these posts, you're looking on TikTok, they know I hate TikTok, and saying these things aren't real. None of it is real. And it causes them to look in the mirror and look at themselves and nitpick every little thing about themselves. Even my 10-year-old has, has said things that I'm just like, what? What? You're, you're 10 and you're, you're beautiful and you're perfect. And like, I, I know it's better to not use the word perfect, but it's just like, there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing. And you are awesome. And and you're and you're you're changing you're you're gonna grow like she can't help but compare herself to her sisters even and it's like well they are different people and and you're changing too and you can't you're 10 you can't compare yourself to your 14 year old sister and you know just everything it, it's like trying to teach them to see themselves as the lord sees them 
to see themselves as unique and beautiful in their own way, right? They all want the hair that each other has. And any any lady listening knows, right? We've all been there. And I, I chatted with this gal at church, and she's got a daughter that's my 14-year-old's age. And we were talking about how our daughters just it just seems like they're so down on themselves or they don't think they're good enough or pretty enough or whatever. And and she and I both were commiserating how we're looking at them and we're just like, <laughs> if only you could see yourself the way I see you. And then we both were like, but you remember what it was like to be 14? And I said, I absolutely do. I know what I thought about myself. And I say it to my girls all the time. I saw this hilarious quote that said, or a meme or something, right? I don't, I don't know all the names for this crap, but I just, it was something where it said, if only I could be as fat as I was the first time I thought I was fat. And they laugh, and they're like, mom. And I'm like, but it's true. It's true. <sighs> Anyway, I, I'm i not perfect at any of these things, okay? And I don't say these things because I'm like, hey, I've arrived, right? Like I don't look at social media and I don't have a smartphone and I don't feel bad about myself ever and I don't criticize how I look and I don't, you know, whatever, right? Like I am saying this because I, I know that I do these things. I think I'm getting better at it, but I but I recognize where I need to be. I see where I could be. I see what needs to happen. And I and I'm still trying to take to make steps toward it. And I would say that I am much, much happier now without being on social media so much. And when I, and like I said, because I've pared things down so much, when I do get on, like there's only a few new things on the feed and it'll say, that's it. And I'm like, all right. And I get off. I, I, you know, I follow like Matt Walsh. I really like Matt Walsh. And so I might see something that he's shared and I'll, I'll read his post in the news article that he has associated with it. Or I might not, but sometimes that's about all that's on there. And so I was like, okay, great. I read that and then I can just turn it off. I'm done. But you all know what it's like where there's just thing after thing after thing, right? That's how the feed is supposed to work. And I saw this thing where they were talking about why is it called a feed? Because your cattle, your sheep, we're just, we're just, we're just feeding you. We're just shoving this crap down your throat and, and, and we're doing it so, so much and so fast that you cannot even close your mouth and, and you don't even know that you've had enough. We're doing it so much and so fast that you don't even know that you're full. And then thinking about how, what what kind of stimulation that causes. And so so then we're getting into these um, uh, um, attitudes and reactiveness to being overstimulated by all the videos that we've watched over and over and over. And it's causing us to have weird weird uh, reactions to that. Our brain doesn't know how to process that. It can make us feel like we can't sit still. It can make us feel like we can't even sit and read a book. It can make us feel like we're bored when we're really not bored. It can make us feel like we're hungry when we're really not hungry. It can make us feel unsatisfied with anything, literally anything, when really you are satisfied. It can make you feel like you aren't loved, blessed, valued, talented, intelligent, when really, 
If you could put away the dang phone, close, close the computer down, sit with your thoughts, talk with the Lord, maybe even read some scripture. Close your eyes and look at the screen of your mind. Look at what the Lord is trying to show you. Read what the Lord is trying to tell you. I know for me, I'll, I'll see visions of sorts. I'll see words in my mind. And I'll, I'll get messages that way. It wasn't always like that. I've, I've kind of worked with the Lord to have him talk to me in a way that works for me, show me things in a way that works for me where I can gain as much knowledge as I'm able to, as much as he's willing to give me, give me the messages that he's, he's able to give me. But just like getting better at something, a sport or a talent, you have to practice. It's the same with our relationships, especially with the Lord. It's the same with our religion, our, our testimonies, our belief system, our morals. All of it needs work. You need to take the time to, to work on it. And I promise you that as you make that a priority for yourself, you will, you will reap the benefits of it. You will taste the sweetest fruit that you cannot get in any other way. I was worried when I realized that missionaries for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are out there with cell phones in their hands. And I wondered, wow, why are they giving cell phones to these young missionaries while they're out serving the Lord, but I'm realizing just like with everything, there is good and bad. The cell phones can be used for good. Computers can be used for good. The internet can be used for good. But just like with everything, it can also be used for great, great evil. And it's up to us to manage that for ourselves and for our families and teach our kids how to manage that. Sure, we can just keep them from having cell phones. And I know that there are people out there that do. And I say, more power to you. Take them out into the woods. <laughs> I would love to. <sighs> I would love to shield them, but I'm not in a position to do that right now. So I, uh, it's right now I'm having to teach them how to manage the usage Teach them how to recognize when they've been on it too long. Teach them how to recognize what is something that's making them feel good and what's something that's making them feel bad and have the willpower, have the strength, have the integrity to turn something off. And I am out of time, so I appreciate you listening. I hope you gained something from this. I hope you felt of my great testimony of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and his love for you and his care for you. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. And that has become more difficult than ever, I would say. Uh, but we are here for a reason. I know that. And we have great purpose here in these last days. And I, I pray that you will uh, receive the inspiration that you need at this time and I encourage you to get a priesthood blessing. Uh, you don't have to be on your deathbed to get a priesthood blessing. Um, you can get one anytime, anytime, even 
anytime. <laughs> uh, so I would encourage you to do that and just try to pray and find out what it is that the Lord wants you to know and what he wants you to be doing. And I say these things in the sacred and holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.